Okay, let's see if this holds up here. Okay, it looks good. I'm just praying my computer doesn't crash again. Bear with me here. Should be good. Just a sec, though. All right. I think we're good. Yeah, should be good. Oh, good morning. Hope everyone's having a good day so far. Thursday, right? Day before Friday. Woo Sorry, no live stream yesterday. My throat is killing me. I'm trying to give it a day off from ranting. I think it helped a bit. Um so yeah. Got my notes here. And it's gonna be a really good talk. This is it's going to be just pure finances and economics, which I get is pretty boring for most people. And uh, I don't find it difficult to understand, kind of go into depth with it and make it exciting and easy to understand and realize how important it is. Economics and your personal finances and how the world works, actually, because the way that shit is laid out for you growing up and being a part of the world kind of when you're young and in school and went into the real world i i find that most people don't have any real they, they don't have a good concept of how you know finances really work like finances 101 and understanding how the world operates and how money really important it is people like to deny it i just want to go into depth with that and this talk might I, I hope it brings, you know, some new, <laughs> some new thoughts to mind, and I hope that it kind of hits people uh, where it should, where it needs to, because, and it might offend some people, but that's okay. That's 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 all right with me. So, the topic today: credit you've been told, and that's <laughs> I'm sure you've been told it once or twice in your life by 
basically everyone that sells credit and probably your parents, but probably not their parents, if that makes sense. My generation with credit. And, and right, this lot is kind of cutting out a bit. Hold on, I'm going to fix this. Fuck, kind of half in the screen here. Um, so my generation has only grown up with credit. So that's all they understand. And things that we were told, uh, that I was told, because I, if I never went off on my own and figured shit out for myself, I'd be in the same position as most people are. And the same. Uh, credit is like a, a pretty new thing to live off. Of. Always been people willing to give you loans for things, but generally you would take a loan out to leverage your money. Like you, you make X amount, so you'll take out a loan. You'll use other people's money, uh, OPM, and then you can use that to create more for yourself. So you you save up ten thousand dollars. You open a business. You borrow another ten thousand for a product. And then next thing you know, your business is is booming, right? So like that makes sense, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the people that live day to day off credit. I was one of them. And because the problem is now, and I get it, you can't afford things. You need credit now because that's the only way you can survive. And like, because what happened was everyone borrowed so much money. So when everyone borrows money, at a, at a very at a fractional interest rate they can borrow so much money that they can jam it into things real estate and everything else and what it causes is um, like massive inflation and it's but it's, it's a fake inflation like it's literally built on debt it's not it's not real um, then what happens is you pay the price later on but so everyone has borrowed all this money because they want to buy shit and whether it's just like day-to-day -day items to survive, whether it's Gucci bags, whether it's houses that are way more than they can actually afford. The issue is, is that you can make 50K a year and buy a $500,000 house. That is a fucking problem. That is the biggest problem. So, and you, you, you think like, well, if I don't borrow a massive mortgage, how am I going to afford a home? The key is you have to make more money. So this talk, the entire topic is credit is not key. Income is. And the fact is banks can't sell you income. You have to create it for yourself. And the fact is you need to make a lot more money than you probably make right now. And I don't tell you that to make you feel bad. I don't tell you that to scare you. The fact is that if you make 40K a year, you're you're going to suffer tremendously long-term. You're never going to get ahead. You're going to live off itchy band, especially if talk about that with the recession coming. But like you need to make $100,000 a year plus. And I know for most people that sounds like it's impossible, blah, blah, blah. 100k a year is not a lot of money and it you but it used to be like 100k a year used to be you know a new house a new truck a boat two vacations a year no problem like 100k a year with good income and now it's not now it's literally the bare minimum if you don't live in debt the problem is most people make 40 grand a year they spend eight and that's what i want to change because 
I want people to take control of their actual finances and fit, like, learn how to make more money so that they're not just relying on credit, false income. So I have a lot of points here I'm going to try to hit. So just bear with me as I sort through these. So um, the biggest thing when I think about credit is two things, mortgages and student loans, which the bank sells. Go figure. Um, they tell you that you need these things, and they tell you that basically they, they, they encourage you to have these things because it's normal and it's great. So, But it's not because it fucks you horribly. Uh, so real estate and mortgages, as interest rates have went down in the last years, especially my generation, and it's so funny because the majority of my generation, because we weren't taught this in school, so therefore we have, you know, we generally have no concepts of this. My generation thinks houses only go up in value. I, man, I, I was told like I bought a house at 19, but, uh, but like everyone, real estate agents, friends and family, everyone has told me, oh, houses went up 20% last year. You need to buy a house. And I'm like, no, I need to sell a house because they're way too overpriced. And what I mean by that is as people's incomes have not, like actual true real incomes have not really went up, houses have. And tremendously, they've doubled. Houses have literally doubled in the last 10 years from from 07 to 17 they went up from 160k average to 310 so just about double so that's not feasible long term not even close so therefore the market needs to correct but the thing is and i'm going to dive into this part so understand interest rates and how they correlate with real estate and really everything else um, money wise monetary wise uh so interest rates have only went down other than last year Interest rates have went down. So what that means is people can borrow more money and banks will will give them the money so that they can buy houses and other things. But we'll talk about houses. So people can borrow more money. The average person can borrow more money for a house. That means the average person can spend more money on a house, which drives things up because all I have to do is even if I make 50 a year, I just go to the bank and qualify for a loan and for for three four five hundred thousand dollars and then i can buy a house right so your houses are 200 grand are now 300 300 becomes 400 really fast because people are just buying them up with borrowed money and because they keep going up the bank will keep lending them more money because they have positive equity but that's horseshit and because people think that houses are not their liabilities Anytime you borrow money to buy something that's not actually tangible, it's a liability. And if you afford something, if you default on it, i.e. a house, you buy this nice $500,000 house, you're stoked, you own a $500,000 house. What happens is when interest rates go up, your payments go up and interest rates will go up fast. And tiny percents make a big difference on 500K or more. So what happens you just bought you know with your with your girlfriend and you're 25 years old and it's all cute and happy and everything's great what happens is interest rates start going up therefore you get to a point where your credit is credit is maxed out and your income maxed out 
and all of a sudden you can't afford your payments on your brand new beautiful house. So what the bank does is they seize it. Well, you're thinking before that, it's okay. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a smaller house. I can, I guess I can afford a $500,000 house. I'll just die. I'll get a smaller house. The problem is, is your house is only worth what somebody else will pay for it or what somebody is capable of paying for it. So uh, as interest rates go, people can borrow less and less money to buy your house. And when push comes to shove and people start starving, what happens is the same way that we drove houses up, way faster we're able to drive them down because people get scared and they get desperate. So your $500,000 house is now worth three fifty, four hundred. dollars Sorry, that's what it's worth. But you still owe five hundred grand. And if you can't pay it, don't worry, we'll just seize it and destroy him on it. So you can really fuck yourself really fast by not understanding this and jump into something that you haven't really prepared for. And I'm not doing this to scare you. And I'm not, I'm not doing this to be an asshole. I'm just, I want to bring reality to it. And it's funny because like, I did think this too, five years ago before I bought my house. Um, they'll say, they'll tell you that renting is a waste of money. You're throwing your way, your money away renting. I'm sure you've been told that that's probably what you think. I'm telling you that is not true. There's pros and cons to buying and renting. So, but renting is not a waste of money. Just like buying a house is not a guarantee grade. Like invest in real estate. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you fucking can. And you're about to see it firsthand as this world collapses on itself because everyone bought all this real estate that's not actually worth any money. And nobody else can, especially when you, you can't sell it to anyone. The only person you can sell it to is back to the bank and they're just going to take it because they already own it. Like nobody, you know, like 99% of the shit that's bought is owned by the bank. It's not owned. And I see all these people on Instagram and they're like proud homeowners. And I'm like, okay, just wait. You miss your payment three months in a row. We'll see how proud of a homeowner you are. Cause you're the bank of fucking taking it. You don't own your house. I'm sorry. You, you own the, the bullshit part. You own property taxes. You own putting a roof on it. You own water bills. That's what you own. I'm sorry. And the bank really, they it, it's it's the biggest it's the biggest scam that's went on the longest. Is the banks told you to buy these things? They basically just sold you a false dream, like the American dream: buy a home, fix it up, upkeep it. That's all. There, you're just you're barely making ends meet because you're putting all this into this house so that it's actually worth something when you go to sell it in 10 20 years and you end up between the interest rates and the upkeep you don't actually generally make money on a house like even if your house doubles in value let's say you buy it for 500 grand today in 25 years from now it's it's a million let's say you've already paid well over and above a million dollars for that house okay in interest and that's if you've never borrowed against it and that's if interest rates don't go up and then you factor in all the upgrades you have to do and then all the bills that just come with it, like power, heat, water, property taxes, insurance. A house is a is a bad liability for most people. Not everyone. Not everyone in not every situation. I'm just saying for most And with interest rates on the rise, like they already doubled since April of last year, that's going to cause a lot of shit. <laughs> so... 
you can kind of like I would I would imagine that most people right now, like the overall general population, myself included up until last year, have a lot of which by the way, you can't um, claim bankruptcy on. That's how they get you. You're paying for that for life. Generally, there's all there are some ways to get out of it, but it's tough. Um, so people are gonna have a lot of debt over their heads that they're gonna have to pay. And as interest rates go up, they're going to struggle to pay for that. So it's gonna cause a lot of shit. And markets, you know, like real estate markets, markets that are heavily debted. I don't even know if that's a if that's a word. And industries that are built on debt and a lot of it <laughs> are going to crash and how you can brace yourself for that is by downsizing yourself downsizing your expenses and increasing your income think of this more money to, to maximize that because what's going to happen is with this recession coming a lot of people are going to die but there are the few people the smart people that prepare for the prepare for this that happens is they buy everything when it's massively on sale and when people are desperate to sell it. So instead of buying a $500,000 house today, wait till it's 300 three years from now and go all in. Be, you know, buy on sale. That's what rich, smart people do. And that's why the rich get richer and the poor get poor is because the rich are disciplined and they understand they don't buy things when they've already doubled. They, they buy things when they're half price. So... And it's just a natural thing. And when you understand that one person's spending is another person's income, and what I mean by that is if you're if you're a car salesman and like a few years ago, three, four years ago, when oil was booming, maybe five now, when oil was booming, when oil was up 150 bucks, 140 bucks a barrel, everyone was laughing because the oil industry was making so much money. And what happens is they dump it into other things. So if you if you own an oil company or your rigger or something, let's say, and your income is highly based on that, next thing you know, you're making three hundred grand a year as a rigger, and then you're buying houses, you're buying trucks, and you're buying shit, and you don't care because you're making massive amounts of money and things are great. So you go to the you go to your truck salesman, let's say his name is Bill, and you say you know, and, and you buy a truck, you buy a brand new truck every year. Bill's loving it because you're spending all this money with him. So Bill's income goes up. And then next thing you know, so so Bill buying new shit too. He's buying new vehicles, new boats and shit because his, his income's going up. And then the people selling those things, their income's going up. So everyone's incomes are going up. And then what happens is the guy on top, let's say when oil crashed, the riggers that stop spending money, they stop buying new trucks every year. All of a sudden, Bill's hurting because he expected because Bill made three hundred grand last year, and now he's like at a hundred. He's like, "Uh oh, I borrowed too much money. I bought too much shit." And now all his assets, all the thing, you know, assets which are really liabilities, all the things he bought are now depreciating, and now he can't afford it, so he starts defaulting. And then it just—it's a domino effect, and it's going to happen so fast. Like the time that it took houses to go up, and if you study recessions, if you look at the charts last hundred years, the dirty thirties. You can see how this shit happens, and then you can see how long it lasts. The, usually, recessions don't last very long, kind of like four or five years, three to five years. 
but it's a nasty five years. <laughs> and uh, the fact is, is it can lead into that so fast. Like it took 10 years for houses to double. It can take three years for them to cut in half. So the thing is, is if you're ready for it, you'll be okay. But if you're not ready, you're going to get fucking stomped. And another key cause of this recession that we're going to go into. So we talked about interest rates and how that has a negative when, when interest rates are going up, that has a negative effect on asset value because people can't borrow any money. And instead of borrowing money, they actually have to pay it back and they can't pay it back. So they just default on everything and then they hit rock bottom. And, but anyways, so another key factor for this recession that's going to cause it is changing in industries and that's a huge thing and they're changing really fast and <laughs> you see a lot of it so uh for example five years ago how old am i so six years ago my my ex-girlfriend her dad told me to be a trucker get my 1a it'll cost me four grand be a trucker i'm like 25 i said no thank god um because trucking this was one industry, you know, being a trucker six years ago was a good job. Uh, and they paid pretty good. And it was, it was a good job. If you, if that's what you wanted to do, that's all. I only ever classify a good job as something that you actually want to do, but um, it was secure. It was good. Now Tesla already has electric semis that drive themselves in production. Like, that's going to lay off millions of people and really, really fast. So the need for people in a certain industry is drastically changing and it's changing really quick. If you think about it, we didn't even have first iPhone come out 11 years ago. So we've come a long way since then. And now with like companies like Amazon absolutely taking over, you know, retail's taking a massive hit and there's just a lot of contributing factors that, Basically, my generation, the one below me or above me, the older one, they we borrowed so much money and now A, we, we can't pay it back and B, we don't know how to pay it back because you were able to make 40 grand a year at your job and spend 80 and now all of a sudden you're going to lose your 40K a year job and you're not going to know what to do and that's the biggest thing with these talks that I do is I want to but also help people build their own personal businesses. But, um, so yeah, with these changing industries, like it's seriously going to affect and cause the, the massive financial shit we're about to go through. So credit is not key income is. So that's what I want people to focus on. And the only time you borrow money is to literally make more. And that's not necessarily in real estate. It can be, but the majority isn't, especially at this time uh, in the world. Like houses, for example, if you want to invest in real estate, wait, wait three to five years, buy everything on sale, cash up right now, start a business, go on offense, you know, eat shit for five years, get a thousand dollar car, get a small apartment, and bank money because when the time comes you're gonna be able to buy it from everyone that can't afford it 
buy shit from buy all their assets that are actually liabilities but will become for you but you can buy them in cash for half the price five years from now and you know you think of like even the cannabis industry like that's massive too sorry i'm jumping all over the place but like cannabis is huge and um it's not my thing but like that's throwing a that's throwing a lot of things through hoops too and different different people's incomes i mean money is just kind of it's just going to divert so it's not going to necessarily disappear it's it's just going to go from one person's pocket especially if it's artificial money credit into another person's pocket you know your cash so yeah i uh <laughs> you really have to think about this logically and long term and i the school system nobody prepares you for it and especially in the last 10 years when everything's just been going up and it's so funny because people talk about oh we've been through this already in 2008 not even fucking close 2008 people got richer because it was just a tiny fractional crash that wasn't even a crash it was like if you look at things if you look at all the markets nothing really crashed or if it did it was for six months temporarily and then it just rocketed back up from there so it wasn't an actual we're still gonna pay the price for that because that should have been a correction but instead the banks and everyone else bailed each other out and therefore now we're gonna get the price long term it's going to be exponential so because no one actually nothing really corrected itself there and if you look at charts you look at stocks which i do on a daily basis you can see how things go up and then they go down and what goes up must come down until it until it hits a plateau um so i can't predict when everything's going to go to shit nobody can i just know that it's going to happen based on interest rates and the changing industries like that shit you cannot deny it's not some hocus pocus shit it's not not doing it to scare anyone but it's just reality and so borrowing money to buy houses that are going to be worth half the price in five years from now is silly and i mean it, you can buy real estate long term like real estate i believe will always go up long term but but you have to survive that long term. That's the issue. And the fact is most people can't on based on their incomes. When, in, when, you, when you buy a house at 2% interest rates, which I did, 2.5 or something. And next thing you know, interest rates are at 6 because they're going up a quarter every quarter. So 1% year, you're going to get fucked. And mortgages you take out generally on five term five year term you can have a variable rate but let's say you take out a mortgage and it's a five year term you might take that out at two percent but when you go to renew in five years and it's six that's going to destroy you and it's six percent on a house that's worth dramatically less than what you paid so it's just oh man it's, it's gonna cripple people and I got out of my house. Like I, I bought a house. I fixed it up. I made good money. I sold it in 11 months and I did good, but I cannot tell people. And I don't think I could ever do that again. 
I would not tell people to buy a house. I tell them the opposite. I tell them to rent because renting is your mobile, especially when you're young. You don't want to, you don't want to, you want to stay mobile when you're young, I believe, especially because like you don't really know what you want in life and you really don't want to be tied down to a depreciating house at 22 years old when you're stuck somewhere that you don't want to be. If you don't plan on leaving ever and you just want to start a family and you, if interest rates go up five times, you can still afford your house based on your income, then you're okay. And like that makes sense. That is great. That's where you want to be. Then that's good. But that's not the reality for most people. So until that point, I suggest renting and it's not, it's not wasting your money. Like I would much rather, especially as like a young, if you're going to school, let's say traditional career or you build your own business or whatever, you want to, you don't need a full house. You might just need a room in someone's basement. Like it's much better to pay 700 bucks a month for what you need with zero risk. If the furnace blows up, if the air conditioner blows up, if the place floods, if there's any issues, property taxes, which are fucking horrible and they just go up every year. And, oh, I just hate taxes so much. I know everyone says that, but like, I really hate them. Um, you know, you can avoid all that, right? Like pay the 700 bucks a month for a room, basically, with all you need. Bust your nuts for years. Make money, build a business, get your career on track. You know, don't let other people tell you that what you should do based on what they've just been told over the years. I don't, you know, I don't agree with that because times change and things are sick, cyclical. So your parents telling you to buy a house or their parents, you know, your grandparents telling you to buy a house is way different than you actually buying a house because when they did it, it made sense because they could buy a house in cash for 40 grand and be good to go and fix it up. And they're going to live there long term and shit like that. And that made sense. So you would work hard for five years, make your money, buy a house and be good. Now you can't do that. Well, you can, but you have to make a lot more money. Um, and I don't suggest buying a $500,000 house in cash either. I just suggest you make more money. And understanding the difference between assets and liabilities and what they truly are and not what the bank tells you or your parents tell you is crucial. So uh, I'm just trying to – I'm trying not to jump around here. I'm just looking at these notes. Um, there's – a reason why one percent of this world controls 99 percent of the money and it's i'm telling you right now it's it's not a scheme it's not <laughs> there's no you don't have to point fingers at anyone it's just rich people get rich and they stay rich and they become richer because they they understand this shit. They understand the cycles. They understand how people operate. They understand that people buy things that they can't actually afford to impress their neighbors who actually don't care about them. And then when shit hits the fan, they understand that things collapse and they'll buy it up again. And that's just the way it works. So you, as an individual, need to understand your spending. And me, I... I Basically, I did a a 20 – how old am I? 24. So at 23, I claimed a step above bankruptcy because I found myself in this situation too. 
I had 30k in debt and I had no income because I was I was trading <laughs> and I'm not going to dive into this right now but I was trading basically so I had my my set of income and then I lost that income and then I was left with a shit ton of debt that I couldn't I couldn't pay so I did a I did what's called a consumer proposal again they don't teach you this shit in school uh, and I got rid of debt and I would encourage people to do the same bankruptcy is not as good as it used to be but proposals are um, get rid of your debt like if you're if you're in your early 20s or your late 20s and you have debt like a substantial amount of debt get rid of that just take the hit on your credit because I promise you and they'll scare you creditors will try to scare you like you don't you know because credit is key you need a good credit score I promise you if you make a lot of money if you make a million dollars plus a year you're good you're never gonna have a credit issue like if you have a lot of income people will always banks will always lend you money credit card companies they never you, you know if they didn't lend out money to people that have bad credit there there wouldn't be such thing because everyone goes through credit issues in their life the thing is that you, you need to capitalize on them and understand them properly so it's funny because all like great business people like trump for example who I really admire, actually. Like, I'm reading his book right now. And, I mean, take politics out of it. Trump is a fucking fantastic business person. But, you know, the general population is like, whoa, yeah, but he claimed bankruptcy four times. I'm like, yeah, that's what smart business people do because they borrow a bunch of money, they buy shit, and then they don't have to pay it back if they if they separate it properly. And it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a complicated plan. But... Basically, that's what you want to do is you want to borrow money to buy assets and then say like, you know, actual assets that can't be just taken from you and then say, I can't pay it back. And then you do it again and again and again um, as long as you have that income. It, 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 everything is income based, true, real income, not bullshit credit income, like like actual money, cash in your pocket income. That's what you guys need to focus on. Fuck credit. Don't worry about credit. Credit will take care of itself. If you make a lot of money, even like you, you can have these blemishes on your credit score and you'll be okay because the banks will still phone you. If you're making figures a year, the banks will phone you. Hey, you know, we have this new promotion, blah, blah, blah. They'll always want to lend you money, especially if they know that you make money and you can pay it back. So... Don't worry about credit and don't live off credit and understand that the last 10 years has been, everything has been bullish, which just means it's went up and, but that's not sustainable. And I trade, I trade, well, I don't, I don't trade stocks, but I watch them. I trade currencies. Um, but I like, you can see shit starting peak and starting to kind of turn and tank essentially so like it's coming so just be ready and sell off all your dumps right now so that you don't get pinned with it later and you know de default on the things you can default on like anything that's like car loans and stuff um that's secured debt so that's kind of easy to get rid of and so this is like if you have a car loan 
they can just take your car and then you're good, which, I mean, hurts a lot of people's feelings. They don't like it. I don't think it's that bad. I've done it. I think it's a good thing. So basically give all the shit back that you don't actually own, which is probably a lot of shit. Um, give that back because you don't want it. And what you want to do is find out ways to increase your income to buy yourself long term so you can actually make money, real money, so you can buy those things later on and actually truly own them and not be crippled by banks calling you all the time and increasing your payments on things. So, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of rambled a bunch with this, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know, like, for me it's pretty simple but I, I think most people don't they can't grasp this they don't understand real finances and i i think the main issue is because people don't talk about them and because it's rude to talk about money and i that drives me nuts like if you don't want to talk money if you're uncomfortable with money then one of us is sitting at the wrong table because you should always be willing to talk about money. and if you're embarrassed with your wage or you know, your financial situation, like you have fucking 500 bucks to your name and you can't even, you know, your, your electric bills overdue and that's embarrassing to you and you don't want to talk about it and it depresses you. It stresses you out. That's the issue in itself is because people aren't honest with themselves and they're not honest with others. And if your parents actually, I mean, there's, there's two factors because your parents don't actually understand what you need to make in this, you know, actually what you need to make. So, They'll tell you that 100 grand a year is a lot of money, and you'll believe that. The problem is it's not true. And then the fact that is that they're just getting by making 50 grand a year, and then they tell you that as well. They don't want to talk about their actual finances. So you think that, and you think that you can live off 50 grand a year, no problem, and 100 grand a year is so much money. That's what gets subconsciously drilled in your head because nobody actually talks about the real shit and then you're left believing that so you you come into this real world we'll call it making 50 grand a year with 50k and thousand dollar truck and a five hundred thousand dollar house and you think you're gonna be okay but you're not that's <laughs> not even close and yeah i i think that and i, I know this shit doesn't really it's hard to consider right now as far as like the recession that we're going to enter and interest rates rising and just shit hitting the fan. People that are rich on paper or rich on Instagram, that shit's all going to collapse. And I, uh, I get it's hard to see it now, but in the next few years, you will see that I'm right. And I just want you to be as prepared for it as you possibly can because you can prepare for it. And I'm not saying it's easy, but you can put yourself in a position where you can go on offense. And by downgrading your shit, getting your finance in order so that you make $3,000 a month right now, but you're spending $1,500, and then focusing on how to get that $3,000 a month to $4,000 to $4,000, and keeping your spending at bay. So, like, you're no matter how much money you make, you're only going to spend that $1,500 a month. Like that's that's your your minimal rent payment, your your basic car payment. I'm, I'm not against car payments. I'm against having 
rank car payments. But anyways, like you get your finances in order so that you can actually start making more money and getting ahead while keeping shit at bay. And the problem is that when you hear this broke mindset, people, the more you make, the more you spend. It's not true. Ask any rich person. They spend far less than they make. And that's how they get ahead. But the problem is when people's incomes go up, their spending goes up. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's just how 99% of people are because they make and they they work hard so they feel good. So they want to reward themselves with that new 3 Series BMW. And it fucked them long term. And because I did too. I did that. And uh, that's why I want to like everything I talk about is from experience. <laughs> and it's just from the fact that I understand markets. And I understand finances because I've, I've taken the initiative to, to teach myself the last few years because I knew that nobody else would. And I knew that they're really important. So I just took it upon myself to learn this shit. And so that I can help others try to get out of a position that they don't necessarily need to be in or want to be in. So learn how to make more money and it's not as difficult as you might think. And I get it if you're if you're a teacher and you only make forty five thousand dollars a year. Let's say you you know how do I make more money? Like teachers, it's true. But you can be so much more than that. You can things outside of that teaching. If you work nine to three every day as a teacher, you can do shit before nine and after three, and you can learn different skills, different ways to leverage your time. And especially with the internet and social media now and the connections you can make, you can get into some sort of marketing or direct sales or something else. And you can literally increase your income tremendously, relatively quickly and put yourself in a much better position financially than you would ever be just sticking to your nine to five job. And I'm not saying you have to quit your nine to five job. I'm not, I'm not talking shit about it at all. I'm like, if you love what you do nine to five, that's awesome. Keep doing that. What I'm saying is generally the careers that you do nine to five, they're not going to pay your bills. And especially as this credit collapses, they're really not going to pay your bills. And you need to take it upon yourself to do more and create more actual income for yourself, not more credit, more income. Um, as an individual, as a couple, as a family, every way you possibly can, you need to make more money. And that is need that needs to be something you strive for. And I'm not saying you have to make infinite money. I don't, I'm not saying you have to like make millions and millions of dollars, or, but you have to make substantially more money than you make right now. And then you have to get your expenses like in control and you have to factor in everything. So if you're going to buy a house, like I just use this analogy. If you make $50,000 a year and you are able to qualify for a loan for for a $500,000 house, your, your financial spending should actually be the opposite. So basically, you should make five hundred grand a year <laughs> and buy a $50,000 house. And it should be proportionate that way because I'm all for borrowing money to buy things, but you have to make so much more than what you actually, what the bank says you need. And so... If you make 500 grand a year, then you can definitely buy a $500,000 house and you can afford the the $4,000 monthly mortgage, no problem. And even if interest rates double, if they triple, if you're if water goes up and gas goes up 10 cents a liter, you can still make your payments, no problem. Like 
no problem. And that is where you want to be. And I know finances causes so much stress for people, myself included. And it causes divorce. It causes family turmoil. It <coughs> Mental health shit, if that's what you want to call it. Finance causes a lot of issues. So what I'm saying is, is you can solve those right now. Obviously not overnight, but you can make an attempt and you can take the initiative now to better yourself in the future by understanding just the fundamentals of economics and your basic finances and understanding what you actually need to survive in life and understanding what you can actually afford and what you want. It's okay to want nice things. It's okay to want materialistic items. It's okay to 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 strive for those things. But the problem is, is that you're when you're buying those on credit, you don't actually own them, and they they won't replace the feeling, the the feel good you get from owning something, from thinking you own something, uh, i.e., a house or a nice car or something. It's not going to be better than the feeling you have when you actually truly own whatever it is you own. So and what I mean by that is like if you actually like full out own your home or you make so much money that your home payments are so minimal compared to your income that you have zero financial stresses. You're just like, look, interest rates can go up five times. I don't care. Gas can double. I don't care. Like I make so much more money than I spend that I'm always in a winning position. Like I'm not crippled by, you know, if I get laid off, I can't make my payments after two weeks. Like you don't live paycheck to paycheck. That's the position you want to be in. And I get it. That's very hard because I know three quarters of this country lives paycheck to paycheck. And because that's what we've been, that's just the way up on credit. We've been brought up on spend what you make and feel good in the moment. And people enjoy eating out three, four times a week when they really can't afford it. And little things like that add up and therefore they never get ahead. And I mean, if you just keep borrowing money, then you can keep spending more money and be okay. But, and that's what most people have done the last 10 years, but that will not last because as interest rates go up and people start defaulting on their payments, the banks basically, the banks always win. But what they say is like, okay, we we have to further increase interest rates to protect our money. Like the banks have to ensure that they get their money back. So if everyone starts defaulting, they have to keep raising it up higher percentage of their money back and most people don't understand that they don't understand how banks work and banks are the enemies i mean for rich people banks are good because rich people understand how to use banks to actually leverage their money but the majority of people don't like the average person does not understand how to utilize banks properly instead they are basically a slave to them and that's what i'm trying to eliminate and you're gonna see a lot of big changes in the next few years especially economy-wise. And, I mean, houses have already went down this year. They went down a bit last year, too. They're not selling <laughs> because with, like, like in Canada, oil is a massive industry, and it's really being fucked around. So that's that's a huge part of people's income generally, and that's being cut dramatically. So like I talked about earlier, <clears throat> one person's spending is another person's income. And it's a domino effect. And so we as people, me and you, anyone listening, like, please just 
You know, don't drop your drop your ego, drop everything, anything you've ever been told previously. You know, you don't need to own a big house that you can't afford that you just have to clean and pay taxes on. You don't need a brand new car. You don't need that shit. And I mean, I like those things too. Like I like don't get me wrong, I'm not talking down on them. I'm saying if you're in your early 20s and you're just struggling to get by because you're crippled by these payments that are literally only going to go up, the value of your things that you own, you think you own, are only going to go down, and you're going to get really depressed and scared, and it's really going to hurt you. What I'm saying is, like, just avoid that. And if you already have that shit, get rid of it. And, you know, go on figure out your life and the position the the trajectory you want the trajectory you want to go and find a way you you know understand your today's income understand your today's expenses and then figure out ways how to increase your income long term and then just go from there and only spend a fraction of what you make rather than what most people do tremendously so especially if you're young, like get rid of that shitty debt, figure out where you're going to be long-term, understand that it's okay to eat at Japan and have five roommates for a few years and pay 500 bucks a month in rent for a place that doesn't matter if property taxes go up or the water heat blows up because you know, you're not, that's not your problem. So eliminate your problems, limit, limit them, eliminate the ones you have and then limit the ones coming up. And then, prepare yourself and cash up and then next thing you know five years from now your income has tripled or quadrupled your expenses stayed the same all the shit has that you would want to buy today you can now actually afford because it's a third of the price and then you can really get ahead that way and you can you can invest today in yourself so that you can invest in other <clears throat> properly you know buy Buy low, sell high. That's what rich people do. But dumb people or uneducated people, they buy high. Houses went up 50% the last few years. I got to buy a house. That's a, a very improper like misconception that people have. And so don't do that. Don't be, don't be a victim <laughs> of this financial crisis we're about to go through. So, uh... Yeah, that's kind of all my notes. Sorry, I was jumping all over the place. Um, yeah, I uh, think that's it. Hopefully that resonates with you guys. Hopefully it makes some sense. Um, the fact is that you're in control of your money, and it's up to you to actually understand that and do the best you can to true income for yourself today tomorrow and long term and you're gonna have to change you're gonna have to adapt especially with these different um changing industries and stuff but you'll be okay you just have to understand what you're what you're getting into and how you want to position yourself do you want to be crippled by these payments as things start going up in the next few years um or do you want to be like, do you want to run really lean and be like, look, 
I make three grand a month, but I only spend 500 or a thousand. You know, I, I take the bus and I, I have a shitty basement suite with a roommate, but my income keeps going up. I can keep investing my income in things that'll give me more income. And my expenses are very low and it's, it's really easy to maintain long-term so that I can get ahead. If you understand that, then you'll be really good to go and you'll be really happy in five years from now. Like, and that's, that's what I'm doing. I live bare minimum right now, but I'm focusing on how to exponentially increase my income and creating different sources of income for myself. So that's what I'm doing. I encourage people to do the same because it just makes sense, especially long-term. You basically, you choose your heart. And I've said this to a lot of people. You choose your heart. You choose, like, do you want to, because everyone's going to go through hard, but do you want it now or do you want it 10 years from now? Do you want it when you're 30, 35? Or do you want the hard now at 20, 25? It's your choice. Um, I'd rather live like shit now so that I can live like a god later on. But most people don't. They want that instant satisfaction. They want that 3 Series Beamer. They want that, you know, Michael Kors watch. I don't fucking know. Um, that's how they live. But each to their own. I'm just trying to educate people on true finances because nobody else talks about it. And the only people that do talk about it are people that don't have your best interests in mind, banks, people that just take advantage of others uh, in the financial sense. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. Hope you guys learned something. Um, yeah, this is probably something I'm going to talk about a lot. So, because I just want to drill it into people's heads because it's very important. So, uh, yeah, have a good day, guys. And think ways to increase your income and limit your expenses. So, see ya.